In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. We're glad to be with you. We have a new word to give to you. It's all about the feet of Jesus. You know why feet are important? How happy upon the mountains are the feet that bring good news. Oh yes, I remember when I was at the espousal when I would get new shoes, I would tell them next week, I'm blessing your shoes, that they'll only go where God wants them to go. Oh yes, it's all about feet. How happy upon the mountains of the feet that bring good news. Do your feet bring good news? Do my feet bring good news? It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Luke 7:36. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him. Well, this was something new. Not many Pharisees asked him to eat with him. I think his name was Simon. And he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at table. And a woman in the city who was a sinner, having learned that he was eating at the Pharisee's house brought in an alabaster jar of ointment. She wants to anoint the feet of Jesus. The only way she gets into that alabaster jar is to crack it and pour out all this love on the feet of Jesus. I tell you, this was a month's worth of work, this alabaster jar filled with ointment. She loves Jesus. She's going to anoint his feet. Do we anoint his feet with praise? Praise you, Lord. Bless your holy name. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we adore you. Jesus, we praise you. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. She's a sinner. What do you think the Pharisee is thinking? This guy can't be a prophet that a sinner does this to him. What kind of sin? I'm sure it was a sexual sin. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw it, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman it is who is touching him. Remember what Jesus came for, to seek and save that which was lost. He did not come to seek the righteous. As a matter of fact, no one is righteous, not one. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. 
This woman was lost, but now she's going to be found as she lavishes her love on Jesus. He would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. You know, when my mind starts thinking about other people's sins, I start saying, my sins are like the sins of St. Paul. I broke every commandment. To break one commandment is to break them all. I don't want to think about other people's sins. I want to give my sins to Jesus. I want to caress his feet. I want to praise him. I want to tell him how much I love him. What about you today? Are you caressing his feet? Are you telling him how much you love him? Are you praising him today? Like, what are you doing today? This woman is an archetype of Christianity. We should be at the feet of Jesus, loving him, praising him, and adoring him. And she broke all the perfume, so she gave Jesus everything she had. I wonder, too, how did she even get in the Pharisee's house? There was something in Jesus that changed her, that gave her boldness to enter into this Pharisee's house. But it was within Jesus changed her from the inside. When we approach people, it's not what we say, it's how we make them feel. It's how we make them feel. When we receive Jesus, we get a boldness within us. We give it all to him. And Jesus just wants us to use what we have. We might not have much. All she had to wipe Jesus' feet was her hair. But she wiped, she wiped her hair. She wiped Jesus' feet with all of her hair. What she had, she gave to Jesus. And whatever you have, it's enough. But we got to give it all to Jesus. Whatever you have today, it's enough. But Jesus wants us to give it all to him. If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman who is touching him. He's the same. He's a sinner. He doesn't realize his sin. His religion, he thinks, saves him because he's a Pharisee. But the scripture says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This Pharisee was as much a sinner as the woman who was bathing Jesus' feet with the ointment and with her tears. That she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. A certain creditor had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debts for both of them. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, You've judged rightly. 
Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with this ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. Oh my, Simon the Pharisee's going to now be so upset that Jesus has the power to forgive sins. He says, only God can forgive sins. That's right. That's right. And the woman, she was, she's just so desperate for Jesus. She's so desperate for Jesus, and to Jesus it's so pleasing. We want to carry that desperation for Jesus. That every day we wake up and we're desperate for the Lord. And we, we come to his feet and we sit at his feet. And we have a disposition of sorrowfulness for our sins. We want to cry at the feet of Jesus because of how good he is, how he transformed us. But that we know that we fall so short. But when we fall short, Jesus fills in all the gaps for us. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. It's all about love. How much do we love Jesus? How much do we adore him? How much do we praise him? How much do we speak about him? It's all about Jesus. She knew her sin. And she knew who would accept her. You see, if it was a Pharisee, and she came in for the Pharisee and did this to the Pharisee, he would not have let her do this. Why? Because she was a sinner. And yet Jesus took this as love. She loved him so much. She was so desperate, as Anthony said, for the love of Jesus. You know, she was probably a woman used by men. A woman used by men. Jesus would never use people. Jesus works with us. Jesus works for us. Jesus works in us. He doesn't use us. He doesn't use us. And when we're desperate for Jesus, we don't care what other people think. This woman, I mean, she 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 must have known going into this fa the Pharisee's house with all the religious leaders, everyone would judge her, but she went in anyways. There was something about Jesus that made her enter into the house of God with boldness, with love, with peace, that she wasn't worried about how it looked as she weeped at her feet. She didn't worry, she didn't count the cost of what the perfume cost. She didn't care if she looked undignified because all she cared about was loving God 
loving God, coming to God and giving God everything. You know, it's sometimes it's so hard for us to not care what other people think if we tell them about Jesus or if we're in praise and worship. If I dance, is everyone going to be looking at me funny? If I pray right here for this person, what is everyone else going to think? But it doesn't matter. It only matters what Jesus thinks. And Jesus is madly in love with us. And when we can overcome the love and fear of man, then we can enter into the love and fear of God. We're in this life living in a one-on-one -on -one encounter with just Jesus. In the prayer meeting so many times Jesus says, tell the people it's an audience of one. It's only me and you in this church tonight. It's only me and you in this life together, you and Jesus, you and Jesus. And every other person is a reflection of Jesus. And we get to embody Jesus to these people. But she didn't care what it looked like. She just wanted Jesus. She didn't count the cost. She just, she just gave it all to the Lord. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. What about love? Do you love Jesus? Do you love people? It's all about love. Love is something you do. It's not something you think about. I've often told you about the people who used to tell me, Father Tom, I love you, I love you, I love you, until I was going through a hard time, and they were gone. They were gone. They never loved me. You see, when you love someone, you love them when things are good, when things are bad, when things are just the way they are. Love is something that you do. And we are called to love. I want to be a person who loves people. I want to be a person not who condemns people, but who loves people and loves Jesus. I want to be at his feet saying, I praise you, I bless you, I worship you, I glorify you, I honor you, I adore you. Oh yes, Lord. I want to be at your feet. Your feet are good enough for me, for they are the feet that brings good news. They are the feet that brings the kingdom of God on earth. How happy are the feet upon the mountains that brings good news. Isaiah 40, read it today. Read it, it's an Advent reading. Lord, we just pray right now that we all have the heart of this woman that we want nothing in this world besides you. Because when we only want you, then you can give us everything. When we are empty, Jesus, then you can fill us. That we don't fear man, we only fear God, but a reverent fear. Our fear isn't we're afraid of hell. Our fear is that we're afraid of offending Jesus. We're afraid of hurting Jesus. We're afraid of losing the presence and the love of Jesus. 
and we'll do anything, Jesus, anything to not lose that. We'll do anything to come to your feet and just worship you and praise you. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. But those who are at table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Her faith. She ran into the house of Simon, the Pharisee. She could have been thrown out, but he was watching. What will she do to him? She is the known sinner. Everyone knows that she is a known sinner in this vicinity. What will he do to her? I hope he dispels her. But Jesus did not dispel her. Jesus welcomed her. He welcomed her love. He welcomed the anointing. He welcomed her hair. He welcomed her kisses. What about you? Does Jesus welcome you? Does Jesus welcome you in the midst of what you're going through? You know, we all go through stuff. No one is without problems. But there is no one can help you but Jesus. For no one but Jesus knows how. You know, the Lord can use people. God speaks through people. He can use the church, Jesus. He created everything so he can use everything. But all our help, all our support, every good gift, it comes from God. We want to acknowledge God in everything that he does. We want to see Jesus in every person we come across. We want to release a kingdom everywhere I go, everywhere you go. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a future and you a hope. Have you told someone today that Jesus has a future for them, that Jesus has hope for them, that Jesus is standing at the door and knocking, and all they need to do is open the door to God's love, God's peace, God's joy, God's kingdom, God's love. You know, Jesus created human beings in the image and likeness of God. We not only carry the image of God, we look like God, but we carry the divine likeness of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. That we can walk around. And first we're called to be this woman to Jesus. As we sit at our feet, at Jesus' feet, we don't count the cost of our life. We break open our perfume of praise, of worship. We give everything to the Lord. We cry at his feet. We, we clean, we clean Jesus' feet with our hair. But then we're also called to be Jesus to other people. That as other people come to us broken, you know, as other people come to us from the world and they're canceled and they're pushed away from the world and they're unloved by the world, we're called to be Jesus to them. 
and to love them and to accept them and to let the Holy Spirit change them from the inside, to change them from the inside. There was something about Jesus that when she understood who Jesus was, everything within her changed in one instant. I remember my aunt, I was with Joe in my aunt's house and she said, I want what you have. She knew that we had something that she didn't have. And we prayed with her and she got what we have. She was born again by the Spirit of God. She became a prayer warrior, my Aunt Alda. You see, when people look at us and they say, I want what you have, I need what you have, I can't live without what you have, can you give it to me? Let's continue in chapter 8. Soon afterwards, he went on through cities and villages proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward Cusa, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their resources. These women ministered to Jesus out of their resources. They fed him. They clothed him. They gave him what they needed, what he needed. Are we giving Jesus what he needs? What does he need? He needs our love. He doesn't really need it, but he craves it. He craves our love. He craves that we would love him and that we would love each other. Not only him, we need to love him and to love other people that they would see in us that they want something that we have. And it's a free gift. You don't have to work for it. You just have to place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. God, he uses vessels. It's the greatest mystery. Why does God use vessels? Because that's just how he does it. And we can give what we have. So we can give what we have. So if we have Jesus, we can give Jesus. If we've been healed, we can give healing. If we've experienced the love of God, we can radiate that love of God. The best way to evangelize, the only way to evangelize, is to make people want what you have. You know, you can't shove Jesus down people's throat. You don't want to go and tell people they're going to hell. You want to radiate and emanate the light of Christ. That when people look at you, they say, there's something different about you. Why? Why are you so happy? Why do you carry so much love? Why do you carry so much peace? Why do you carry so much joy? Why do you live in the fullness of life? And then you can tell them, 
It's because the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is in the midst of us. The kingdom of God is here. And the kingdom of God is for you today, right now. Would you like to receive the kingdom of God? Would you like to receive everlasting life? Would you like to receive your destiny and fullness of creation? Why you were creating? If so, give me your hand. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. Ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And then you release the Holy Spirit. You release the love and the fire of God upon them. You tell them, you prophesy that from this day on, you will never be the same. From this day on, you have become a child of God and you've received the Father's inheritance. The Father's inheritance is everything to do with heaven. In heaven, there is healing, there is freedom, there is joy, there is peace, there is love. And from the cross, Jesus has given all of those gifts to you. So receive it now. And you just release that upon people. We release it in Jesus' name. The love of God being poured out by the Holy Spirit into your heart. The love of God being poured out by the Holy Spirit into your heart. We want to serve the Lord. We want to love the Lord. We want to love people. We want to bring good news to people. Our feet are being blessed. How happy are your feet upon the mountains that bring good news. Oh yes, there's so much bad news in the world. Our good news is that Jesus Christ reigns. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he is in love with us. Do you know that today? Not only does he love you, but he is in love with you. Bathe his feet with praise. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.